have a bit of a theme going today, actually, about parts of our history that you may not know about. Now, as part of the Where We Live series today, we are talking about knowing our history when it comes to advocating for LGBTQ2 plus communities. And you know what? Our next guest can help you with that. In fact, our next guest helps people with that all the time. And it's Glenn Takachi with us, a storyteller and creator of the Really Gay History Tour for Forbidden Walking Tours Vancouver. Glenn, thanks for being here. It is a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Also, great name for your tour. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, when people go on this tour, what can they expect to hear about? They can expect to hear some of the uh, most important moments, key moments in local LGBTQ plus history, uh, m- breakthrough moments, uh, uh, moments of great. Uh, activism and heroism, uh, moments of persecution and uh, just the the dramatic and colorful story of the heroes in our community who uh, fought for the freedoms and liberties that we have today. Are we not very good at remembering this? We're not. And I don't know that we're, (laughs) uh, that any one of us is, is to blame. This is a history because it's a history of a marginalized community. That means by definition that it's a history that's kind of invisible for obvious reasons throughout most of Vancouver's history. This is a history that people weren't documenting themselves in a queer phobic society. People did not want to shine a light on what they were doing. So it's a history that it was that was lived in an underground way, in an invisible way. But beyond that, it has also been suppressed, ignored, denied, and even actively erased by a culture that wanted to uh, pretend that we were not real. But are there or were there, I should say, moments in our history that when you go on this tour and you think, listen, we should be proud. Look at this. Look at this. Absolutely. There's lots that we ought to know about. And some, a lot of what happened in Vancouver obviously is significant on a local level. But beyond that, much of it is significant on a national and even international level. There were really? some real big breakthrough moments here. Yes. Like what? For example, uh, the first queer minister, openly queer minister to be ordained in a church or in any major world religion. That happened here in Vancouver. Uh, uh, local minister, United Church minister, Tim Stevenson. was. I the remember fir- this. Yeah, that is part of our history that people don't know about. What, what people don't know is that he was the first openly gay minister to be ordained in all of Canada. But also his... Uh, Uh, then-boyfriend and now-husband, Gary Patterson, is also a minister within the United Church. And in 2012, he was elected moderator of the United Church of Canada, which made him the first openly gay leader of any major denomination of any major world religion worldwide. See, when you put it that way, that sounds pretty impressive. It is. It's really (laughs) significant and and a breakthrough moment for all queer people of faith. And uh, yeah, it was of national significance. What are some of your other favorites? What's your favorite? Well, there's a lot that I could say. It's hard for me to choose favorites because these are these are all really important and moving and powerful stories in their own way. But one that I wanted to talk about with you today because it is so timely is a hero called Ted North. And some of your listeners, if they live in the West End or if they visit the West End, they might have noticed a laneway in the West End that's named yes. for him right next to uh, the YMCA. Uh, there's a, a, a laneway that's been called Ted North Lane. And some people are sometimes curious about it because his name is spelled in all lowercase letters. And it looks like it could be a typo or a and mistake. And with an E on the end. And with an E on the end. That's just how his name is spelled. But also the lowercase letters is 
also how his name is spelt. And he legally changed his name to that lowercase spelling. And this is just part of a, uh, a long history of him being uh, unique. But that's anyway, that's not a typo or a mistake. That is how he spelled his name. And just a few weeks ago, uh, the city of Vancouver proclaimed September 13th, which was his, uh, which is his birthday, to be Ted North Day. And so I thought, uh, w- when you reached out to me, I thought, oh, we've got to talk about Ted North because he has just recently been given this new honour by the city of Vancouver. Okay, and what was so important about Ted? And people, they should go look for this lane because, and now that you're going to know about him, understand why this is so important. Absolutely. So he, uh, can try to imagine what the climate would have been like back in 1958 in this city at a time when homosexuality was a crime, when it was criminalized. And he is standing on the steps of the Vancouver courthouse. And some of your listeners might know that that building is still standing and that it's the Vancouver Art Gallery. Of course, yeah. So, uh, it's right across the street. Exactly, right across the street from us. So imagine when it was a courthouse that uh, Ted North is standing there with a small group of brave protesters who are brave enough to be protesting the criminalization of homosexuality In on the steps. That's right, on the steps of the courthouse, carrying signs that say, uh, that say I am a human being. But he took it all to a whole new level by showing up he organized this protest and he showed up at it in full drag. He was a drag queen. 1958. Yeah. It was a very brave and very noticeable thing to do. And that was the yeah. beginning of a whole decade's worth of activism where he carried on showing up in drag at protests that he had organized himself at a time when it was incredibly risky to do this. The government was actually stepping up its persecution of the queer community. At this time, all throughout the 1960s, this is the Cold War era. So, you know, the communist scare is uh, is and, alive and well across the Western world. And that's when they were kind of purging people from jobs and things too, right? That is exactly right. This was part of the communist scare. Queer people were suspected of being communists. But uh, I suppose more to the point, we were suspected of being communist spies because our moral character was so corrupt, but also because our dirty secrets made us vulnerable to blackmail, or that was the reasoning. So you're exactly right. The purge, as it's called by historians, was happening. And this is, and it is every bit as ominous as it sounds. Uh, We were being purged from the government. We were being purged from society. There was a whole division of the RCMP seeking us out and exposing us, if not arresting us, if not um, subjecting us to electroshock therapy. And Ted North, in the meantime, is putting on his lipstick and his heels and showing up in full drag at protests that he had organized himself. That's amazing when you think about what the environment was at that time. So what happened to him? He uh, was a major influence on Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Uh, Trudeau and Ted North became friends. It was in large part at Ted's urging and at his insistence and through his inspiration that Trudeau put forward the legislation that we all know about in 1967, which would amend the sodomy statute and would ultimately uh, decriminalize, or at least symbolically decriminalize homosexuality in Canada. So the whole idea of the government has no place in the bedrooms of Canadians, we can trace to this. We can trace to this. And a lot of people, that's an epic quote, and it's an amazing quote. And 
um, that quote is memorable to lots of Canadians. Lots of us know what Trudeau did in 1969 on a legislative level to put decriminalization through, which was so important. But very few Canadians are aware that on the ground, fighting for this on uh, every day of his life for more than a decade at great risk to himself... I think we can say that the real hero and the unsung hero of decriminalization in this country is a drag queen called Ted North. And so you take, amazing, you take people on a tour so that they can stand right in that spot where he stood in 1958. Uh, We don't visit the courthouse steps because uh, from downtown to the West End would make too long a walk. walk. But we do stand at Ted North Lane, which is, of course, a monument to his legacy and is also historically connected to him as a person because he lived right uh, at the bottom of that laneway for uh, the later years of his life. This is so key about remembering, just taking a look around our neighborhoods. Like people probably walk by that all the time and not understand really the historical significance of it, don't they? That's right. Yeah. So what do you want people to remember, especially with everything that seems to be going on right now, Glenn? Like, what do you want people to keep in mind? I think I'm really I'm pleased that the city of Vancouver has given Ted North this honor, but both in terms of the laneway, but also in terms of the recent proclamation of Ted North Day, which you should all remember is September 13th now. That was his birthday. Uh, I think in light of recent headlines and just some some of the recent social Uh, struggle, which is once again focusing itself on the drag community, as it so often does. It seems to be a recurring cycle in our history. And as that people are panicking about drag queen story hours and that drag queens are grooming our children or whatever, I think it's important for our community and for our allies to uh, remember at a time like this that uh, the drag queens have so often been on the forefront, the, the drag community and the trans community have so often been on the forefront of our fight for our liberties. And you're out there giving tours. Are people surprised like when you take them on this tour and show them all this history and teach them all this history? Do they go, I never knew that? People are blown away. A great example is Ted North Lane. There's a lot of people who have seen that lane or even live on that lane who had no idea what the story was and are often moved. I mean, there's a lot more to his story that I'm not telling you here that I get into on the tour. And we don't have the time. time Yeah, we don't have two hours. But... um, (laughs) Uh, So people are blown away by that story and by the impact that he had on a national level, that he is is a real hero, not just on a local, but on a national level. But every other story, I mean, a big problem for me is trying to decide what I could fit into a two-hour time frame (laughs) because there is so much. There has been so much activism and heroism uh, in our community, and these stories uh, are often very impactful for people. I I visibly see people moved often to tears on the tour. People are often there's hugs shared and um, uh, important breakthrough cathartic moments for people because it's so important for us to know our history and understand our roots and where we came from and on what and, and on whose shoulders we are standing. I couldn't have put it better myself, Glenn. Uh, thank you so much for helping us really illustrate the Where We Live series today. We appreciate that. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And if people would love to take that tour, it is the Really Gay History Tour for Forbidden Walking Tours of Vancouver. And make sure you ask for Glenn to catch. Glenn, thank you so much. And that's part of our Where We Live series.